0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sanyin Podcast, the podcast that is to inspire a new generation of people across the African continent by listening to their stories. Today, we have the first Ugandan on our podcast. He's an entrepreneur, he has done many things, and he has recently started a company, Fangio Delivery, an online store. So he's the CEO and founder of that company. Ladies and gentlemen, our guest for this episode is the amazing King Evans. Evans, you're welcome to our podcast.
1: So thank you for hosting me. And I'm really glad um, to be part of this podcast and to be part, and to be even the first together to be hosted here. It's great. It's a great honor. Okay.
0: Okay. Mr. Evans. So, um, I just ask the first question I just asked my guests is, um, how do you describe yourself? What, what have you, what is your life story and everything? But a person like you who has been in the entrepreneurial journey, the leadership journey for quite a number of times, the first question I'll be is, tell me your entrepreneur journey, your story, that moment that sparked into your head for you to start that business idea, that fire that fuels you to chase your entrepreneurial goals.
1: If if I would say, like, uh, my story, if I would tell my story and how I entered into the business world, then I would say I would take us back six years behind or seven years behind, which is a long story, but then I would wish to cut it short. I remember back in high school, by then I was still a teacher in high school that's in Kampala, Uganda. That is when it all started, I would say, and it was events, organizing parties and all that. And I remember by then I, I started up I was part of a group they were called the Dark Life. Then It had a leader and all that. And I wanted more. I didn't want to be under someone. I, I saw myself like I could do better. The way they were organized and all that, I felt like we could be more organized than before. But then they never gave me the opportunity so I decided to, to start my own. And I remember I started a group, it was called Legacy. And uh, we reached a point in school where it had become like even a club because we had a membership fee of 5,000 and people used to come and pay to just I was even called in the HM's office for that. And the HM had to ask me, did you create your own club and all that? I guess because a lot of students wanted to be part of it and it would always like host parties in Every every weekend and all, that. we did a couple of events. And when I left high school and all that, I ventured into other businesses. I owned a restaurant. And I did a business of eggs, delivering eggs to different restaurants around Kampala and all that. So I really tried out a lot of things. And trust me, I wouldn't say all of them were successful. Some of them really hit me so bad. But then it, it wasn't end until when I came to China coming to China it was the same thing. I didn't want to settle for less. I wanted more, get. I'm, I'm someone when I see an opportunity, I wanted, I always want to go for it to see how are people doing and how best can I do it? What difference can I put on the table what other people can do to some so, so basically, it was short of my journey, reaching where I'm see you today. Okay.
0: Uh, that's a nice story because um, if I'm to remember, There was an event held by um, the Students Association, the AGM, I think it was 2021, and we are among those students who were selected to talk about your business and offer inspiration to the students here in China. I just want you, just in that angle, how did you start up here in China? So, like your story is starting up here in China because it some do
1: it, some do it, some others don't. Mm. Like, basically, I would say the way I started was with a friend. Uh, it was one of my, my roommates to which uh, we go to. People would always ask me from back home hey, can I? Can you buy for me this? Can you do that? And, I, and I, I didn't want to just start something I never knew about. So, I had to dig into the research and to see how. Are people shipping things back at home? And how are they purchasing them? If at all, they're purchasing them at the end of the day. So that is when I tell my friend, I'm like, you know what? I think we're going to start a company. But then to start a company, we did a name. Yes. And if we need a name, meaning we need a local. If we need a local, meaning we need a shipping company. If we get a shipping company, we shall be able to deliver. So we just start with one, by one. Then we suggested a lot of names, a lot of names. But then I was like, we're friends right and we are starting this as two friends meaning if at all why don't we just call it friends
0: mm-hmm. and they
1: of sound a little bit like friends tell us what you get like. by then i remember i was still doing was still learning chinese and all that and i was like let's call it pangyo because pangyo means friends Meaning, if at all we, we, we make people believe in us, we make them feel they're part of this, they're our friends at the end of the day, to be more comfortable for them to be able to trust us. But well, that is when we come up with the name Pangyo. I'm mean, like, yeah, Pangyo it is. it's going to be. So let's start. It's Pangyo. <laughs> and I remember, I remember I pulled out my phone. I'm like, I'm going to design our first logo right now. I remember I did our first logo myself, to which it wasn't really that nice. And I'm like, no, it will work. And we can gamble around in it, and that is when we start um, gambling. That's when we start like organizing and all that. It wasn't easy, I would say, because we the first time we had to put in our own money, to which we decided I was like, okay, in order to purchase the things, people at home are told we're not going to trust us with their money first time. So many we need to to get their order. We use our money and then send the things, and probably shall get back the money. Trust me, I made a lot of losses, too much losses, big losses. I remember we invested in uh, around, uh, say, 5,000 RMBs for starting, and then we lost all of it. We lost all of it. And losing it was uh, through the transactions of money, you know, when you're sending money from China to, to Uganda and all that other agents were using by then were not really trustworthy open to us so they would always cheat us and even getting the right shipping company i remember the first uh, shipping company we used i wouldn't mention their name here, but then uh, they really cheated us so much so it was tough it was really tough but then we persisted we really did persist you get because i had a vision i was like we're going to be part of the big table we're going to be part of the people that Things back at home, I would purchase things at home because I would see other companies do it, and I'm like, if at all they could do it, why wouldn't we do it? Yeah. And that's when we start getting in orders and orders coming in. People trusting. So basically, that is how we started in China.
0: Okay. Uh, um, that's nice. Um, recently you started up a new company that is revolutionizing delivery system, first of its kind. In East Africa, mm. I'm not probably in Africa in general, sub-Saharan Africa. Um, Pangyo Delivery. Um, would you give us an insight in what Pangyo Delivery does and the inspiration behind it?
1: I would say I would say that first of all the the inspiration behind Pangyo Delivery it starts from here. You know, like uh, the dream and the vision I have for Pangyo as a group is to make sure that we have different functions like it's going to be like an umbrella and it's going to produce different kinds of businesses. Because I remember I've been approached, I was by then approached by a lot of people who wanted to be, we had grown and now i would grown. It had become a family along the way I met new people that really basically wanted to be part of me, to work with me, to work with us, to make sure that we push things. And even now we started getting contracts, students' contracts to be able to ship for them things. So, being approached by many people who wanted to invest in yet in Pangio, uh, there is a certain lady who was like, uh, I would wish to, to to be part of it, I would wish to be part of it. And I was like, no. We have we have other things we're planning. Why wouldn't we just give you a new baby in Pangyo so that at the end of the day we, we develop it? So that is how it starts. And I'm like, China is doing this. They have a, an organized system, like an organized delivery system. What if we can carry the same idea? We take it back home Would it work is not it possible again and f- the, the friends that were close to me I remember he told me no you know you know you got the roads because <laughs> <it> yeah. <laughs> you know Africa, there are roads the location it's not that most houses have a post office or so like a like a like a post uh, where we can be like this located here and here will it really work and I, and I told them if the QAID system or the delivery system in China, the way it started, it wasn't easy. I believe so. China did not wake up one morning when it is developed. When we look at all this, these uh, delivery companies in China, they have a story. When they were starting, they were using bicycles to deliver things. Yet when you look at the takeouts and all that, they were using bicycles to deliver. But then here we are in the 21st century, we have bikes, we have cars and all that. So meaning we can start from a humble beginning no matter how africa is right now we are on the road to development we are changing these days is, there is a lot that is happening roads are being constructed and everything meaning the vision is not within one year it's within the next 10 years from today how are we going to be if at all we start today if it we start this year in the next 10 years trust me we're going to be someone so that is where the inspiration comes in, in it, to 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 formulate Pangyo Delivery, and then boom, we do it. They trust me, and I'm like, okay, we're going to do it. And yeah, we're finally
0: here. Yeah, that that's a really nice, nice story. And Pangyo uh, Delivery seems to be this company that is bringing a new concept to a market that hasn't yet been, you know, penetrated in that way. So it's a new company bringing a new form of service of delivery. And um, what I want to ask is, you know, when you're starting a business, the elements of teamwork is vital. So I want to ask, how do you manage teamwork in your business? Like, if there's an entrepreneur who's listening or watching, what advice would you give to them when it comes to teamwork in a business?
1: Basically, about, about teamwork. It, it starts with how you trust the people you work with. Well, one of the things that that I, that I managed to to achieve, I would say all the team members, they take them as family and their friends. You get, And someone will be like, oh, you shouldn't mix friends and family with business and all that. But then the first step to achieve a certain goal is trust. Once you have a team that's, that, that trusts you, they believe in you, they know whatever that you're doing is for the best You get. That, that is the first thing of teamwork, believing in the leader, who is leading them. Because if you have a team, no matter how well-skilled they are in their different fields, but then
0: they don't believe in
1: the course, they don't believe in you, trust me, you will not go anywhere. You'll keep on doing things, but they will not be more okay. So about teamwork, despite the fact, like um, in Parangio Delivery, we have uh, different departments. Again, to talk about uh, pangyo but then if we talk about the whole pango as it all, it's it's big we have pangyo shipping pangyo delivering pangeo store again and soon we are formulating other pangyo other branches within pango so a lot is happening but then how do I manage to, to do that it? it's, it's it's just the people that are with me trust me so much and I and I owe them the trust in, in believing in, in what we are going for what we are leading that's right margin okay
0: um that's nice um okay apart if we are to move away from the pangyo aspect of your business that you really take going far um how i got to know about you in china was through your leadership aspect of, of, your, of your life mm. you know you are a vice president of the students association uganda students association here in china you have also held other leadership Posts um, before. So I want to ask you, who has held very high positions in very many facets of life, what are your views on leadership? What, what are the qualities of a good leader? And what are your views on leadership?
1: My views on leadership and the qualities and all that. Basically, I would say first of all, leaders are not born, are not as people believe, leaders are men. Leader. Anybody can be a leader, if at all, they, they would wish to lead. And if at all, they really have the, the aspiration and the, the deal like, to, to wake up in the morning and lead others. It's all about learning. That is why like, we take it like, uh, some people learn from the job. It is easier to learn from the job than, than, Because not all presidents that wake up to be presidents are going to be presidents. No, it is it is like a, a season, like it's seasons and all that thing. Like, like things you keep on doing keeps on adding skills in and out. here. Yeah. So, leadership and then the qualities of a good leader, I wouldn't say like these are the good qualities of a good leader, no. Because what I would say they're good, another person will be like, no, those are not right. Because it depends on on the angle to which you, you're looking at someone. Yeah. Because we'll be like, okay, to give an example, some people will say uh, the former president of Uganda, Idi Amin, was a bad president. The qualities were bad, but another person would vote and be like, "No, he was a good leader. He loved his country. Whatever he did, he did it for the best of his country." So it depends which angle are you are you looking at the leadership and all. But one of the qualities I would say is uh, is being submissive, leading, and uh, not expecting anything in return. Making sure that you're always available to the people that you lead and being committed to the job. To make sure that whatever is brought onto your table you give it all the attention that it deserves and you make sure you execute you get it like like it's service service because being a leader in, in most of the positions of the audit was voluntary weren't paid yet but not being paid doesn't mean we shall do the work vaguely. the way we don't care about or whatever it comes people always forget that so you're not being paid but then the skills you're learning the knowledge you keeping yourself with, trust me, it is priceless. It is priceless. You'll never get it anywhere, not in school, not anywhere, because leading is something else. And if I all you are open to learn, trust me, you get to learn. Be it in business and all that. If you're open to learn, sometimes I I remember I used to take on jobs or take on projects, not because of the money, even if I'm not paid. But I'm looking, how am I achieving? What is the knowledge behind it? Because knowledge is powerful and it's graceful. The more you
0: learn, the more you, you get it. Okay, uh, that's a good take. Um, So, you have been a leader at youth level. Which which leadership attributes would you want to use to inspire the youth? What, what do you think that our leaders currently need to do in terms of leadership to inspire the youth? Who are the majority from the in
1: Uganda where we come from. To do what is expected of them, you get. To do what is expected of them. Because if you look at a country are corrupt and all that, even if we look at uh, some organizations in China, other uh, youth organizations and all that, you get, be it church, be it what, people will, will, will do it the opposite of what is expected of them, you get. Because you entrust with an office for a reason, you get. Leadership comes from God. And at the end of the day, whatever comes on your table, it means you can be able to handle. But then you do what is expected of you to do. And I believe once people go into leadership, they always know what to do. Just because I don't know what happens, they totally forget. <laughs> 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 uh,
0: OK, OK, OK. That's a nice one. Um, you know, you are a person of many attributes, if I would say. Um, you have a WeChat channel that mainly spreads the message of positivity, motivational talks, and religion. So I'm going to ask you each of those because these are very, very important issues among us, we, the youth. Um, First, I want to ask, why did you venture into this area of positive thinking and motivational talking?
1: The reason why I venture into it is that uh, you know, self motivation is uh, is the key to everything. The more you tell yourself, like, you can succeed at anything, trust me, you will succeed. We don't need motivations from anybody, but you need to motivate yourself first before you, you listen to anybody else. Because if you yourself cannot motivate yourself or believe in what you're doing or believe in who you are, then trust me, even if Jesus comes back today, you just need that special miracle, because you can get a million creatures or a million people that you, but then it will be like a wasted of time, like pouring water So it starts with you. So me, 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 venturing in it. I want to. I, I'm, I'm someone who's so ambitious that sometimes when I look at the things that are that I want to achieve or the road that I'm going to. To, to to work. It is so big. It is so big that in case I don't tell myself that I can make it, nobody else will tell me. So nobody will convince me apart from convincing myself. So motivating myself first matters so much to be able to to go forward on what I would wish to achieve. So that is where it starts for
0: So when you're doing um these motivational books and uh, messages that you put out on your platform um do you receive positive feedback from the people that listen to them
1: yeah i do, I do. sometimes even i get surprised like uh, i remember there was a day a certain lady reached out to me and was like oh i kind of had your message about and to be honest i was in a tough time when i listened to you. recording i kind of remember my purpose in life and what I I need to do again. Like I, I shouldn't cry over something that is, that is gone, and gone and like when it comes to relationships and everything. Again. So when, when someone reaches out and they tell you that you feel like, okay, at least if you, if you can change. You know, in Christianity they say go out and preach as much as possible. But if at all you can change one person, that is what matters the most. You don't need to change them to turn to christ you don't need to convince all of them but if at all you can touch with just one soul yeah. meaning the gates of heaven are, are trembling like they're shouting your name out there
0: okay. you yeah. know um, you know most of the challenges people face the you know nowadays depression anxiety um if it's not financial may be traumatic and it's kind of related with the relationship aspect of them you know love and relationship and i think that that is also a topic which you highlight and talk about so if i'm to ask you on that first is what's your view of a harmonious relationship between a woman and a man how should there be harmony in relationship and how should people handle challenges in relationship
1: you know When it comes to relationships, that is a very big topic. And mostly when we talk about um, the love life and everything, keeping a relationship smooth and all that, that is something that doesn't exist. It can never be smooth. Never. Today you're happy, tomorrow you're not. Because we're looking at two different people coming together with different characters, different backgrounds, different tempers different way and perspective, like, like the way they see things is totally different. So meaning, these two people are trying to to, to, to fit within each other, to, to try to encourage and try to understand each other at the end of the day. Together. First of all, communication is key. What people always forget, even before I talk about communication, is the foundation of the relationship, how you created it from the beginning, because you will find yourself like uh, there are some couples when they get a misunderstanding, they can even spend three days without talking or to solve it. But then they forget that every minute you spend without addressing the issue at hand, without solving it, or without talking about it, it's piling up. Something new is adding up. If at all the man in the one who annoyed the lady, the lady will be there, the other side thinking other you give someone the the, 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 the the space now to look at your negative side. Because remember that m- moment in time, I always tell people, when people are breaking up, they never think of the good thing someone did for them. All the hardships they've been through. They only think about that one mistake you made. Most people do that. They will not even remember what you did for them when they were down. No, no, nobody cares about it. They only care about the fact you cheated. That mm-hmm. is all. They care about the fact you didn't do what they expected of them, so they gotta walk away and they forget all the million things. So it starts with the foundation. You get like the foundation is uh, if you get a misunderstanding, do you go to bed without talking about it, without solving it? You get because if you go another night without talking about it or addressing it, trust me, the next day you come back, she would have remembered or you would have remembered what you did to Lois back. And now it's piling up. You're giving someone the, 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 the space to, to, to overthink. Yeah. So communication is key when you talk. It always a lot. And how do you talk matters as well. Because remember, both of you are pissed. And I always tell people, when, when two people are having an argument, both of you are right. Nobody's wrong. Because it's like me having an argument with you I'm seeing things in my perspective and you're also seeing things in your perspective. So meaning both of us are right. But then it takes one wise man or one wise person between the two of you to acknowledge their mistake and to accept that they are wrong and the other person is right. And if one of you accepts, it means you'll be able to have room to talk and to get a solution. But if none of you accepts, trust me, it will be more fire coming in. That is why you find yourself in in most relationships, women are the ones who accept It's rare to find men who accept to work with them because uh, most men always think they're right. Okay. It is it, it, rare to find a guy who really accepts and like, oh, you know what, I'm wrong. And you're right. Okay. That is why I would say, like, both of you are right. Trust me because you're seeing things in your angle. You abused me, abused you, but why did you abuse me? Again, I did something wrong. Maybe I called you. You didn't pick me up yet. Why did you pick me? Up? Because I was sleeping. Why did you sleep off me? I'm saying good night to me. Where is it? Good night. And then you're not understanding it. Maybe she slept off and all. But what if you see things in her angle? Or you see things in his angle? It solves a lot. So the way you talk also matters so much. The communication, how you two people are oh, communicating. So, so basically, that is all. Like communication is key. Yeah. And and even like uh, reminding someone of their past, you know, couples always have a tendency. Like if I know you today, even after two weeks, and I know you again, I remind you of what you did yesterday. If you don't to remind someone of their past, what happened yesterday to me as a person, if something happened yesterday, it's yesterday. Today is a new day. It's a new beginning. It because what if one of us dies tonight? You know, still hold on the, the anger and the, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the hate of what someone did to me yesterday. No, I don't have space, you don't always create space for, for anemity and all the hunger. If you wake up tomorrow morning, whatever happened yesterday, whoever annoyed you, what happened, it's yesterday. There is why if someone comes and they tell me, Oh, they remind me, Oh, I'm sorry about your stuff. Like it was yesterday, today's a new day. What's up? Let's begin. Okay. Sorry. Yeah,
0: that, that's a good insight on um, relationships among us and how we should collaborate with them. Uh, But nowadays, there's a lot of, um, I say, misconceptions that people want a specific attribute. Others want people who are Rich as one people who drink as one people who of this tribe and everything and everything. So, in this world where everyone is being selective who they choose with, how can how can we end up accepting our partners for who they are without these differences that come within? And
1: that is that is something that is difficult because everybody has expectations. We all have expectations, but then. What matters the most is uh, the level. Like what are your expectations and what are my expectations when I meet a certain baby? This, this is, these are the things that I expect from her. Even herself, like she would have expectations. So it's all about finding like, uh, finding the right person again, who fits you. And it's hard. There's no perfect person, but it's you to make sure you create that person. Like when you fall in love or you find someone who is ready to, to adjust or to change for you that is something that is rare because not everybody will be willing to 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 let go of some of their characters or some of their habits just to make sure you're happy because love is about sacrifice it's like even friendship relationship and friendships is kind of the same 100 percent it's a give give if you're there for me, you're my brother, you're there for me, or my friend, you're there for me, meaning I'll also be there for you. It's a willing. But if you're not there for me, how will I be there for you? Again. So it's all about uh the willing. It starts with the willing. Because there is no perfect, you're not going to find someone perfect. And everybody has their standing. That is why you find someone who wants rich people. Another one will not mind will be like oh, we'll be able to create our future together. So, we're totally different people and we can't control. But it's all about knowing your level. Where do you belong? Where do you find you? What do you want? Are you settling for this? Because there are people who will be like, I'm settled for anything. And there are people will be like, nah, I ain't settling for shit. I'm not settling for anything. It becomes my own. So, which makes it complicated and hard. But then it is up to you and your person to decide what do you want. Do. And when you pray, always pray, like when you get. A partner now, when you get someone in your life, let them be willing to adjust, or let them be willing to understand you, and you also be able to understand like uh, them on their side, be it argument, be it happiness, be it whatsoever. Yeah. You know, people always never pray about that, yeah, but it's always good to pray, even when you get your partner, even if you're still dating, or I'd always pray about it. Pray that whatever time, and it could be with you so that you can be able to overcome that the end. Okay.
0: Um, apart from as we leave the area of relationships the last part in that aspect of your of your messages is Christianity and Christian living um mm. you as a Christian um, why do you think that nowadays, there's a lot of misconceptions about Christianity. Um, Others, many people are losing faith in God. People are like, they're no longer having that urge for Christianity. Not many people, but some people are having that dislike towards Christianity. And in your messages, you try to show people the benefits of a Christian living, the aspect God can put into your life. So how do you... See this thing happening in society? Why is a specific factor that is like God knows, and then there is you who is spreading the good news about what God
1: is doing to people's lives? It don't break up. It comes, talk comes back to the church, I would say, to the church, because you may find that uh, people condemn so much, and mostly people. You know, everybody, those people take themselves to be so holy, but we are all sinners. In this world, we are all sinners at the end of the day. And then they they tend to tarnish or they tend to criticize instead of welcoming, Because because the the Bible tells us, come as you are. Come as you are, and and, and I will take you in at the end of the day. But then you find some churches because they know this person maybe they like he's clubbing or maybe he's a womanizer or maybe he does drugs and everything. And then they, you, you find that they're talking crap or they're talking like bad like, things about the person. So how would that person get the courage to, to, to join the church or to become a Christian? Even if they're Christians, they'll be like, how will I go to pray when I'm going to pray? People judge me instead of accepting me for who I am. Because if at all we see Jesus waking up in the morning to sit with the prostitutes, eat with them, dine with them. So who are we to judge? If someone is a womanizer, if someone is a drunkard or does what, that is between them and their both. Because you all have no purpose in this world. And we don't know why the person is a womanizer. Maybe through his womanizer and all that, he's trying to help someone there. God knows why he made it that way. Who are we to judge? Yeah. If it someone goes to clubs and all that, what if he goes to the club and that day someone needed help and that person was there and was the one to, to help that person survive any situation? Yeah. So there is a reason why we're all different. I'm a business person. The other one is a doctor. The other one is a professor. The other one is what? We all cannot be the same and we all have to. We all are all contributing to the world. Unto the world. That is why you find some churches, like uh, I would say, even in China, you find people who call themselves holy, or they call themselves into the church and all that. And after church, the things they do really break you so much. And then there are the same people preaching against the ones who do wrong. And then you'll be like, you're preaching against the ones who do wrong. You're preaching against a certain brother or sister. But then at the end of the day, in the dark corners, The things you do are even more worse. So you find yourself like it pushes away a lot of people. And people don't want to be judged. You rather take me forward. But then we're humans at the end of the day. We can't control it. You find yourself judged, talking and criticising, and not by choice. But because it's so weird, basically that. uh,
0: So if all that is happening, how do you, you as Evan, especially using through your mediums where you have a following, how do you address that?
1: Address, engage is uh, is an is area is really like, um, not to judge, do what you got to do as a person, but then it's between you and your God, it's between me and my God. Okay. The God I serve may not be, may, may, may be different to me, but then really like I cannot judge some. late People be between you and you that's why say, go down on your knees in the middle of the night and pray to your God. Again. We all worship the same God, and it's one God in this one, but then at the end of the day, we we all answer what things I will do, and we shall be judged among not in a growth. So it's it's not about segregating with just because I take I take long by without going to church, but I pray to my God every day. Again. But then it feels like going to church sometimes it breaks because the people you're going to meet they're, they're totally different, people are living double life. But then at the end, of the day, we don't go to pray them, you pray, you you get it's between you, God. So it doesn't matter who said what, who's doing what, and all that, you just can't do it. The
0: great analogy. Um, if I'm to wrap up that part, I would say you have done you have founded a company you have been in leadership you have you are doing you have a platform that is sharing informative stuff to to the youth. So what's your message to the youth basically it could be in Uganda or across everywhere what's your message to them judging by your achievements and your life story What is your message the
1: message is? Uh... Is to start. It's good to start. You know, we always get um, ideas in our mind. You get, and sometimes when you consult your friends or even your family members, few of them believe in you. Most of them are reserved as negative questions. So, like if, if you're here in China, so who will be running your business? Who will be doing this? But as long as as long as you you yourself you believe in it, you have an idea. Because I always tell people, like, no dream is bigger than the dreamer. Because you, you're the dreamer, you're the architecture. If you're dreaming, if I go to sleep and I dream, uh, I'm in full control of what will happen in it. If at all I dream and they're shooting me, I can change it. They shot me, they took me to the hospital, I survived. Then after that, I became rich. After becoming rich, because I'm the architecture of my dream, I'm in my dream. Anything can happen in your dream world. Yeah. So, meaning this idea when you get the idea, be it business, be it whatsoever, that you want to do, yeah, you're the architecture. You're the one to decide where it's going. Marry some people, don't don't dream small. Stop thinking. If, if at all you want to cook food, imagine that you'd want serving the whole of the country. That is it. Let it be your goal. It may be so big, it may not you may not even know like that, how you're going to get the capital to because I remember starting from year really three, now down you we know, making four years. This would be our fourth year, next year we're going to be making five years. Two years back, 13 I never knew would be here. It has been a struggle. Many people came, many people joined, many people left. But it's all about persistence and time will tell the story. But starting is the main thing. It doesn't matter who told you what, who tells you what. You all about risking. Cause who knows? Someone would be like, ah, I bought bags, I shipped bugs recently, but they did not work out for me. Sure, if we it will not work out for you. It did not work for you, work out for you, but then it will work out for me. You it. Is it even like um, like uh, when it comes to, to relationships and all that, you you're getting that girl. Ah, what she did to make. Was terrible. <laughs> yeah. The girl broke the girl, the guy that and all that. It did not work out for them. And I'm sure it will not work out for you. Yeah. that's so big so basically like uh, when it comes to, to, to our generation and all the people I always made, most of them have that feeling. <sighs> These things don't move. People have tried it. Yeah, people fail it, but you know, not people, you're you. When I'm doing something. I'm like, okay, many have failed. I'm not failing. I'm not going to be a number. You get? to call those numbers. You also counted. There is it, ah, one of those people failed. I tell myself, I'm not going to be a number. I want to sit on the big table. I have my seat there waiting for me. So that is where I'm aiming. That's where I'm going. So it's all about the start. You start it. You lift it. You believe in what you're doing. And then it will come. Like it comes out perfectly well.
0: That's a nice message. Um, okay, the final the final question I'm going to ask you is this month of October, Uganda is making 60 years of independence of existence. You have you being our first Ugandan, having that privilege being a first Ugandan on the very first days of October. What are your fondest memories of Uganda and what makes you proud to be a Ugandan?
1: What what makes me proud is uh, I'm a proud Ugandan, by the way. East or West for me the best, and Uganda is our motherland. At the end of the day, no matter where we go, no matter where we stay, no matter how bad they talk about the country, the negativity and all that, trust me, if we die, that is where we're going to be buried. Again. You may be living a good life beside people with some of them have houses in the building and all, but if you die, your ancestors are waiting for you in your mother. You I'm a proud The memories I have has been now more than five years. The country has changed so much. So so much. That I believe where I thought like the road I used to use probably has changed because there is a lot that is happening. You get it. Me, I always look at the positive side of my country and I'm seeing a lot that is happening and a lot is coming. A lot is coming. So, if I say the memories I had, trust me, they were not good memories, but I believe the future is bringing the best memories. So the future is bringing the best memories, and that is what matters the most. How you come out of it matters, not how you start.
0: So, your. Analogies, the future is bright for Uganda as you reach this milestone
1: exactly. of 60 years. The, the, future, the future is more brighter. The future is more brighter than than the past. Uganda has been to, about to a young country, I would say. Because if we, if we look at our GDP and we look at uh, the infrastructure development and all that, it's changing. The architecture is changing. I'm doing architecture. And if I look at the architecture of Uganda, it is changing. There's a lot of improvement. There's a lot of things that are happening, projects that are rising, and all that. You get people who are who are moving miles and millions of miles to just go back to that. Just that um, the news and the social media and all that, and 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 it's so bad that it goes out to, to, to all Africans. It's has to destroy our money. Africa is blessed. We are fucking this We have everything that we have that these other people don't have the nature, the gold, the richness, the world. We're so rich. But then what we portray about ourselves when we go out here and market ourselves is so bad, it's hard, it's rare to find a Uganda talking good about Uganda? It's very rare. Even an African themselves. all we talk about is bad, all bad. I started with Chinese students and all of them, but when they ask me about where I come from, I tell them, damn, it's the most beautiful country in the world. And I make sure that I show them the good side of it. Why would I show them the stands and all that? Because they also have them. They have the bad side. All these development countries, you look on, they have slums, they have street people sleeping under railways and all that, but they don't show them. When they're showing you about their country, they only show you the good side of it. And trust me, you are not to go there. But for us, when they ask maybe a certain man, show me your country, they will make sure they go and get that ghetto first. What are we put free? What are we teaching the outside people? So it is us just killing ourselves at the end. I know maybe some leaders know that you and all that in power are not doing with our best. But then I always tell people leaders are God chosen. God knows why they're there. If He wants them, God wants them. God. It's not our fault to decide. That is why you're not the president. You're complaining, but if I told you, make you a president for one day, you don't even know the country. It will be a total thing. Okay, uh, my final
0: question would be if someone approached you, Evans, and said, Encourage me to visit Uganda, why should I visit Uganda? What would you say? Why
1: would you visit Uganda? Which other place would you visit apart from Uganda? <laughs> well, the part of Africa, for what said. You know, which other <laughs> place would you visit? If you're, not visit, if you, if you're visiting Africa, you know. Yeah. you're either coming to East Africa or you're not going to, to like, it's the only place we have it all yeah. when it comes to the security wise we have the best security our country is so peaceful very peaceful that if we protest in the morning by evening everything is clear it's so peaceful yeah. and, and, the, and the friendly our, our friendly people are you, know, you get People are so friendly, so it is the only place you can So that is the only I can it's the only place. Okay. Um.
0: Thank you, Mister Evans, for coming honoring our invitation to our podcast, the first Ugandan. Mm-hmm. It's really a privilege. One of the amazing entrepreneurs that uh, we have on our platform. We share the link and the description of every of your business on our pages. Thank you so much, Mr. Evans. I'm very really honored to have
1: you. Thank you for much.